Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Vanessa Salomon about her vow renewal at House of Blues and her Wishes Collection reception at California Grill. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this combination of events and how she decided on it and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Vanessa. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the beginning and find out how did you guys decide that you wanted to have a vow renewal? We were at Disney World for my daughter's first birthday and we were walking around Epcot one evening and we saw a beautiful bride walk through Mm -hmm. Epcot and she was having her reception down on the water in Italy. I think it was Italy. And we saw her walk in and everyone was clapping and there was this huge reception set up and all of the guests were all standing there. And we're like, wow, I didn't even realize you could have a wedding at Disney. How amazing is this? Anthony just looked at me and was like, oh, my gosh, we should do this because it was coming up to our 10-year wedding anniversary. Let's do this. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So that's kind of just how it all happened. It was just literally this one evening at Epcot and looking at each other going, we want to do this. Let's do this for our 10-year vow renewal. And we started planning from there. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm really interested to know how you decided to combine a House of Blues ceremony with a Wishes Collection event, because usually people go to House of Blues to have their entire event because it's so much cheaper than Disney. And I'm just curious, how did you decide to put the two together? Okay, so this was a bit of a process. So we, I was speaking to the sales consultant at Disney Weddings, and I said to her, we had this vision in our head that we wanted to create this amazing experience for all of our guests. We were going to have people coming from Australia that had never been to Disney World before. And we wanted, we didn't want anything traditional. We wanted something totally different and fun and something that just sort of felt like us. And I said, the wedding pavilion is beautiful. I love it. I would have had my wedding there. But for this event, I didn't want something so traditional. And again, Seabreeze Point, beautiful, but very traditional. We wanted something outside of the box. So I went backwards and forwards with my sales consultant for some time and I kept throwing suggestions at her and she just kept coming back with, unfortunately, we're not able to do that. And it became this process of just, I would throw more suggestions and I would get, no, it's not available. And we did look at Epcot as an option, but because we had young kids and we knew we were having a late reception, I didn't want it to be such a long day for the children because I knew my three-year-old would probably be making it very interesting at the end of the evening if we'd started so early. 
So then I suggested, because we had already decided we wanted California Grill, it's one of our favourite restaurants, we knew that was what we wanted to do for the evening reception, I said, would it be possible to do the ceremony in either the Sonoma Room or on the balcony? And they did eventually come back and say that was kind of an option, but then they were going to be on top of the 3500 for the ceremony fee, they wanted to charge the food and beverage option for the Sonoma Room as well. So it was going to add significant money on top of it. And I was like, well, this just doesn't – and it still didn't feel right. And eventually I went back to her and I said, look, is it possible to do a ceremony elsewhere and do the reception through you? And she was like, yeah, no problem. So I was like, okay. So Anthony and I sat down and we talked and we looked at a few different options. So I started looking at Disney Springs and I was like, oh, there's a house of blues at Disney Springs. So, because when we had been to Disney World before, Disney Springs was under so much construction that we didn't even notice what was there and wasn't there. And music is a thing that is something that we're both really passionate about and we go to concerts a lot in Australia. And we had been to the House of Blues in Los Angeles and Anaheim and so we're like oh my gosh that's two House of Blues so I contacted House of Blues and it was just so easy to deal with them and I was like can you send me photos of the spaces and their music hall space where the bands perform the minute we saw the photo we're like this is it this is what's meant to be so I went back to Fairytale Weddings and I said let me sign a contract just for the reception and we went with House of Blues for the ceremony which was perfect for us in the end but we'd never even been in there before we decided to do that. That's awesome so you didn't see it in person till you got over here from Australia. That's correct. Yes. So I came over for a planning session and that was the first time that I had seen the space that I'd even been to that end of Disney Springs because it was all under construction when we had been there previously. We'd been to Disney World twice before together and the whole of Disney Springs was still under construction. So I didn't see yeah, it at all until my planning session and I took a bunch of photos and I sent them to Anthony and I was like, the minute I walked in, I knew this was, was meant to be. So, but yeah, yeah, that was the first time. That's great. And I think it's an interesting idea because although a lot of Catholic couples do this where they will have their ceremony offsite and then just have a wishes reception, I think it's not commonly known that this is an option. And that's a great way to save money on the cost of the ceremony, especially if, like you were saying, what you have as your vision is not something that Disney can fulfill for your ceremony. That's exactly right. And we did end up saving money on ceremony doing it at House of Blues versus what it would have been if we'd paid for, you know, the wedding pavilion or something through Disney. And with the money that we saved, we were actually able to pay for a 30-minute performance by an acapella group that we'd seen perform at Disney Springs called Right on Key. So they came and performed for 30 minutes on stage during our ceremony, which was kind of a nice touch to sort of tie back into us loving music and having music as a part of it and it made sense for the venue so we were able to do that with the money that we saved. Wow can you tell me more about that vision you had for your ceremony and how House of Blues filled that? So the vision was we just wanted something really casual and fun and totally different and not like a traditional ceremony because we done that and we'd done the big wedding for our wedding so we actually asked a friend to officiate for us and 
my husband and he plotted together and made a very hilarious ceremony um, that we did. And then, yeah, we were able to incorporate music into it, which was what we wanted just for that space. It just, yeah, ended up being perfect. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how these all fit together? And I'd be especially interested to hear about how you were able to do your getting ready at House of Blues. When I went for the planning session and I had a look at the space, the House of Blues upstairs from the stage has this amazing green room that I was able to use to get ready. So there's actually two spaces. So it's perfect for a wedding because there's a space for the bride and there's also a space for the groom. So in the area that, I mean, because it was a vow renewal, we sort of got ready together, but it was two distinct spaces that you can use. And it's a big room that's all themed out with couches and a table. And there's a huge bathroom that is perfect for my huge dress that I had. So I was able to get into the dress in this huge private bathroom area there. And there was also a mirrored area where the makeup artist was able to do my makeup. And I feel like that's space and being able to get ready there and feeling like you're a part of this really cool venue and you're getting ready in the green room where the bands and everyone hang out before they perform was a really really nice touch to the day and it made for some really beautiful photos our photographer was able to get some really beautiful photos in that green room area for both where the bigger area where I got ready and the small area where Anthony was getting ready and then it kind of ties into the balcony area at the House of Blues and so if you didn't want to see each other before you could not see each other before or if you wanted to you could kind of do really cool photos there together. And it also leads around if you go around the corner there's also a beautiful balcony that looks out onto Disney Springs that um, we were also able to use but we ran out of time and we didn't end up going out there for photos but so we did that and we got ready there and the ceremony started at 10 a.m and we had 60 minutes for the ceremony and the acapella group performed for 30 minutes of it and then from there we actually had a brunch in the, I believe it's the Voodoo Room at House of Blues. All the guests went through to there while we had our photos and then we came in and met them afterwards. So then after that, we all went and had a break and we all got changed and we met back at the Contemporary Hotel and we actually had hired a second photographer for the day to do family photos for everyone, which was our favour for everyone to say thank you for coming all the way for our bar annual. And we did that before the reception started. And then from there, we went up to California Grill altogether. And the reception went from 4.30pm to 9.30pm at California Grill. We watched the fireworks there. And did you add any other events around the event, like a dessert party? Yes, so we had two dessert parties. So we had a welcome party, which was held two days before at Hollywood Studios to watch Fantasmic. And then we had a farewell party, which was held two days afterwards to watch Illuminations at Epcot. And I feel like it sort of tied in really well. Most of our guests who came from Australia, actually all of them, none of them had ever been to Disney World before. So we actually planned five days of sort of a holiday for everyone and so we sort of all you know 
had the welcome party. We had all our days in the parks together. We had the vow renewal in the middle and then we had the farewell party and most people left the next morning after the farewell party. So, yeah, we had two dessert parties, which was a lot of fun. Got it. Now, you worked with your Disney's Fairy Tale wedding planner. For House of Blues, did you work with a planner or a coordinator there? So at the time that we did our wedding, House of Blues didn't have a day of coordinator. They had an event coordinator, but they didn't have a wedding event coordinator working for them. So they required a day of coordinator for their venue. So I went with Just Marry for the day of coordination. And then I dealt with House of Blues for most of the event side and also for the brunch side. I do believe House of Blues now have someone in-house that is coordinating the weddings for them. But at the time, yeah, we used Just Marry. Got it. Did you work with any other outside vendors like for your floral and decor at the ceremony? I didn't. So we, when I had my planning session, I met with Heather from Disney Floral and I didn't even need to say anything. She just got me straight away and she started throwing ideas at me for my bouquets and I just felt like she just got everything that I needed. And so she ended up doing our bouquets and all of our floral and decor for us. She even had custom made cushions made because I wanted a kids area in California Grill. This was a part that was really important to me and I went backwards and forwards with them is that I wanted a whole kids corner and I wanted a table that was low to the ground so the kids could sit on the floor and play with toys that I provided. So I bought the Disney World castle and a whole bunch of figurines and some toys and uh, games and puzzles and coloring. And so they did, they, they, they got a big board and some crates, I think it was, and they sort of made this low table and she had custom made these red cushions to go with the California grill decor and they had them on the floor and it worked really well. A couple of the kids got quite tired towards the end and they lay down with the cushions and (laughs) had a a bit of a nap towards the end, which was sort of what I had visioned in my head because I knew that would happen. My three-year-old gets tired by 9.30 p.m. So, and especially because it had been such a long day. So that was the vision I had. And so she just got all of that straight away and it just made it very easy to just work with one person to do all of that for me. And she actually came up with a brilliant idea for my bouquets where she mixed real floral with paper flowers and the paper flowers are made out of sheet music to tie into our love of music and House of Blues. So that, yeah, that worked out really well. Wow. And then did Disney deliver floral to House of Blues for the ceremony or did you not need any decor? They delivered my bouquets to House of Blues and then I didn't actually use any decor. It was kind of, I had all these visions and I was sending photos backwards and forwards and then when I saw the place in person, I just went, you know what, what we love is music and the raw stage and they've got such cool lighting and their lighting people are on point. They even cricket, my photographer, made a point at one point of saying, wow, these lighting people are amazing because even when she was doing photos, they just without even saying anything would put spotlights on us. So she didn't need the assistant to run around with the little light to sort of light us for the photos. Um, And you can see it in the photos. It's quite amazing how you can see the lights coming from the ceiling. And so with the stage, we just had the lights coming up. And then I said to her, I said, I want your raw speakers that you use for the musicians who play on the stage to just sort of bring the eye in and make it like a center that we would stand in. 
So, yeah, so we just used the elements that they had and what we loved about the venue and their lighting. I mean, really, their lighting kind of makes it. And, you know, you don't even have to pay for that. So it's just an added bonus of the venue that you've got this amazing lighting that is sort of included. So That's fantastic. Now, entertainment was a big part of the ceremony. Did you have any kind of entertainment at the reception? We did. So we had a DJ. We had Charles Miles, who was perfect for us. And we had quite a few characters. So we had Rapunzel at the beginning, which worked out perfectly in the end because Charles Miles ended up being stuck in traffic because there was an accident on the freeway. And so he was actually late for the function. So it was kind of perfect that we had Rapunzel opening because it didn't matter that there was no music because she was there sort of entertaining everyone. And so he sort of came in while she was there and set up. So Rapunzel opened. And then after we had the entrees, we had Donald and Daisy come. And then towards the end of their set, we had Mickey and Minnie come. So we had the four of them together at one point. And then after the fireworks, we had Gaston come, which was hilarious. And it was a great way to end the evening. It put it made everybody laugh. So, yeah, so we had six characters in the end, which was, was actually a bit of a process, getting the characters into the Napa room at California Grill because Rapunzel and Gaston required a backdrop. And originally they said when the room is full, you needed another space to have the backdrop. So we looked at having the Sonoma room to put the backdrop and then I was like, but that brings people out of the room and takes away from the party when you've got the DJ happening. So I was like, well, how can we do this? And after a lot of backwards and forwards and negotiation, we worked out a way to get the backdrop into the Napa room and we were also, so the way it sort of worked was I was like, well, Anthony wants Gaston with that backdrop who else can we have? So they gave me a list of, with that backdrop, you can have these characters. So that was the way we were able to have two separate backdrop characters with the same backdrop. So with that particular backdrop that we had, we were able to have Gaston. We were able to have Village Belle, but she wasn't able to come at the same time as Gaston. Uh, I think we were able to have yeah, they're not allowed to come together. Um, <laughs> I asked. <laughs> and then we were able to have Rapunzel. We were able to have uh, Mary Poppins and the penguins from Mary Poppins we were able to have. And I'm trying to think. I think and I think maybe Snow White was the other character we were able to have. So I sort of said, right, so give me a list of, you know, who can we have because I want lots of characters but we've only got space for one backdrop, so how are we going to make this work? And, yeah, so we love Village Belle, but in the end we decided on Rapunzel because I thought it's sort of, if I couldn't have them together, I was like, it's not really going to work. So, yeah, and it worked perfectly as well because the Napa room has some interesting pictures on the wall that I was worried about how it was going to look in photos and so we went we I kept going back to them saying we need to have the dance floor towards the window because I didn't want in all my photos these pictures in the background of the Napa room and so the backdrop ended up covering those which was good because in the end the dance floor ended up having to be on that side so on the it's a really nice touch that all of our photos now have this beautiful backdrop in the background. So it looks like we're all partying in a fairy tale. 
<laughs> These are great tips. I was wondering how you had multiple characters. I was trying to add it up in my head, and I'm thinking, what are the backdrops on yeah. roller shades? Like, do they just flip yeah. one up? And <laughs> so that's yeah. Really cool. So that's sort of that's sort of how we did it. So we picked the one that we were like, right, this is not negotiable. We want Gaston. So when that backdrop was approved for Gaston, I said, okay, give me the list of who else I can have with that backdrop. And that's yeah. So that's how you do it. That is a great tip. Now, my other question is about menu items and cake flavors. Do you have any recommendations? You had a bunch of events and a bunch of food. Do any of them stand out? <laughs> okay. So I am celiac and I'm allergic to gluten. And so I wanted a mostly gluten-free menu. And so we, for the dessert parties, we had a gluten-free mac and cheese at the Fantasmic dessert party that was the most amazing thing I've ever eaten in my life. And everyone was like, this is the best mac and cheese we've ever had. So mm-hmm. anyone that's gluten-free, <laughs> Disney catered events at the uh, for the dessert parties do an amazing gluten-free mac and cheese. They did also do a gluten-free churro for me, but they were ended up a little bit dry and not um, – not exactly what we're expecting. So I don't know that I'd recommend those, but they did some amazing cookies and we had popcorn. We had a gluten-free whoopie pie. We had a gluten-free carrot cake cookie. We had gluten-free chocolate cake and we had strawberry cakes in jars. They were all gluten-free options at the two dessert parties that we had. Anthony really wanted pretzels with mustard, but obviously they couldn't do those gluten-free. So they were just regular pretzels. And then, so at California Grill, though, we have, because we wanted to start earlier, I don't know if, I mean, most people who are looking at the Napa Room will know that there's options. So there's one minimum spend if you do a lunch reception, and then there's a different minimum spend if you do a dinner reception. Now, because we wanted to start earlier, we had to meet both combined. So we had a $6,000 plus plus minimum food and beverage spend for the Napa room in order for us to start earlier and finish earlier for the kids, which meant that we had the most insane amount of food. <laughs> and I was literally throwing things in to meet the minimum spend. So things like I added a choice for the entree to add $20 per person just because I needed to meet my minimum spend. We did the top California grill menu. I added on canapes on arrival. I added on cheese platter. I added on Mickey ice creams. We added on cookie and milk send-off. So everyone got like a little carton of milk and some cookies at the end of the night as they were leaving. And then the other thing we did with the food was we did – cakes as our centerpieces because I was like well I don't want to pay for all this decor on the tables and then I've still got this huge six thousand dollar food and beverage minimum so I used my food and beverage minimum to be my table decor so we did one large cake on each table we had two tables and that was our table decor and then I also did a groom's cake because Anthony's birthday was a couple of weeks after our event so we presented him with Alice in Wonderland cake and everyone whose birthday it was within a couple of weeks of our event because we pretty much every single person, every single family that came at least had one birthday nearby. So everyone whose birthday it was got a birthday cake. So we had a lot of cake. <laughs> Were any of those gluten-free? Yeah. So they actually did a gluten-free churro cake for me. 
So one of the table cakes was a gluten-free churro cake and the other one was a regular churro cake. And then the groom's cake was a vanilla cake, I think. I can't even remember what we ended up picking for him. And then the birthday cakes were also churro cake for everyone. So, But because we had so much food, we actually didn't even serve the large cakes. They cut up the groom's cake and everyone got their birthday cakes. And then we sent cake home with people and we took cake back to the room, which was <laughs> there was a lot of cake, <laughs> um, a lot of cake left over. So, yeah, we had mostly churro cake just because I was excited because being gluten-free, it's not something I can ever eat. And and because I couldn't taste them and Anthony couldn't come for the planning session, we were kind of just picking flavours blind. So we didn't get to try a lot of them before we picked it. And was it good? It was, yeah. The churro one, the gluten-free one that I had, it was good. It was, uh, it was just a bit, a little bit dry from what I was expecting, but it was good. It was definitely amazing to be able to have that flavor, gluten-free. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were the three aspects that were most important to you where you focused your attention and your budget? I'm thinking food is one of them. <laughs> Food is definitely one of them. I mean, it was just that we really knew that we wanted to be able to do – we knew we wanted California Grill because we love the food. We love that restaurant and we wanted to be able to do it earlier for the children. So, yeah, so we obviously food was important and having to meet the food and beverage minimum was a big thing. But entertainment, so, I mean, really the brief that I gave Disney Weddings was – this is about the experience for my guests. I just want them to go home with a wow factor and have having had the most amazing experience. So it was all about the entertainment and the food. Got it. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or you saved your time? Well, so, I mean, I guess decor. I didn't really do any decor. I tried to make as many things as possible, have more than one purpose. So having the food as our centerpieces, so having the cake as our centerpieces on the table. I mean, we did have some floral, like we had tiny little, um, we had three tea cup, like uh, tea lights and little cups with coordinating floral on the tables, but it was very, very minimal. And I didn't do any decor at the House of Blues. I only had my bouquet. So I guess decor is the one thing. I really worried about it and I was worried that people weren't were, were going to miss it and it was going to look bare and it really didn't. And I think that that's probably me, probably the one thing that I'm glad that I didn't spend all this money on because it was just not necessary. Got it. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your vow renewal day? So I think... The whole thing. I mean, really, the whole experience. I just <laughs> you have to pick one thing. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> I don't know how to. The whole day was just amazing. The food at House of Blues was amazing as well. Everyone still talks about the brisket at House of Blues that was at the brunch, and also I think having a a little bit of a break where we all kind of went away and got changed, and then we met back and we had all these fun photos at the back of the Contemporary Hotel before we went up to dinner, and just I I just think. I don't know, the whole day, being able to spend the day with my friends and how often do you get to dance with Mickey and Minnie and Gaston and the Gaston ended up playing limbo with us and it was just hilarious. I've never laughed so much in my life. So, yeah, I don't know that I've answered that very well. 
<laughs> I'm going to say that it was Gaston playing Limbo. <laughs> <laughs> we, one of the children also serenaded Gaston, which was also a highlight, I think. I can't wait to see that on the video. She made up a song about how he was her destiny, and it was just, it was really beautiful. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> So it sounds like this was a lot to coordinate. Was there anything that ended up going wrong or just not turning out like you expected? Not really. The only thing I think in my head, I had this vision of all the kids getting up and dancing on stage with the acapella group. And I have my older child who's seven. She's very outgoing and she loves to dance and she just got spooked and refused to get on stage with all the other kids. So neither of my children are in any of the dancing photos, which was something that in my head I had visioned that, all, you know, my kids would be up and dancing with the group and they just refused to get on stage. But I guess, you know, for children and, and being the centre of attention, it is a big thing. But that's really, I mean, I don't really think anything else went wrong per se. So, yeah, it was really only that, I think. That's great to hear. Was there any aspect of your events that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Really, I did I did worry about the decor just before, like a couple of weeks before the event, I started worrying that I didn't have any decor and I didn't, I just used the California Grill menus and I didn't have, and I was, I was wanting to do all these signs for House of Blues and I was worrying about all of these teeny tiny details and in the end I ran out of time and I wasn't able to do them and I was worried that everyone would miss it and no one did. So I think that, yeah, I just, I think that's probably the only thing. Got it. Okay. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I don't think so. I think it was perfect the way it was. <laughs> I, I want to relive it again and again. It was, yeah, it was just the best day. I think the whole experience as well, like we plan, we had these five days of activities and I had sort of worried. I didn't want to over plan, but I also wanted to be able to make sure that a lot of our friends who didn't understand Disney World and the way that it works would have the best experience possible. And so I'd planned everyone's fast passes, but in a way that we could kind of spend the time together without it being overplanned. And uh, so it was nice. So the day before, so the days of the dessert parties, we were sort of in those parks. I'd planned for us to be in those parks already. And yeah, I think I would have, I'd do it over again. It, in a heartbeat, I'd do it over again. <laughs> now you've offered a lot of great tips and advice already. Anything else for future wishes, brides and grooms, or anyone who's interested in House of Blues? Oh, if you're interested in the House of Blues, go and look at it and ask to look at the green room, the getting ready area. There is just, it's amazing. I think actually, like, I wish I had more time with Cricket, our photographer there. There was just so many amazing places to have photos at the House of Blues. It's quite unique. I sort of feel like that venue gives you a lot of options. So there's, you know, the balcony areas, the green room areas, the, the space inside and outside and outside by the water. That's very Disney to be able to have photos where you've got Disney Springs in the background. And I think it's a really versatile space and the staff there are just amazing to work with. So I feel like it's one of those very underrated gems that people should go and have a look at. And yeah, and then working with Disney Weddings was a lot of fun as well. I um, I had a really amazing planner that 
dealt with my million questions backwards and forwards with all the different options that I wanted and going backwards and forwards about food and I was quite strict with them about the prices and I was so with the dessert parties I said I don't want to go over this but I want you to work out a way to have savory and sweet and I want multiple options and I kept saying no come back again I want more options I want more options so um yeah I think yeah that's interesting because I often tell people that that the best way to meet a specific price point with a Disney menu is to let them have free range. So that's interesting that you, you know, told them you want savory and sweet and then let them come up with it. And then that way you could meet the price point without having to go through every single menu and try to add everything up. That's exactly right. And I did, I did do that. And so the first time I did that and I said, this is my price for illuminations. And they came back with a very boring menu and I was like, wow, you've, this is very underwhelming. Can we, what can we do here? We need more options. And so I did throw different options at them. I mean, I suggested the churro and they were like, yep, we can do gluten-free churro. And so I said, well, okay, this is still my price point. I still want the savory and the sweet. What can we do? So, yeah, so at Fantasmic we had this gluten-free mac and cheese and at Illuminations we had gluten-free chicken nuggets which were a hit actually with the children. So yeah, that's, I found that the most effective way of dealing with, because there's so many people that you go through with the dessert parties, they need to go to the chefs to get approval and then they come back to you and then you again. So I feel like doing it that way gave me the best options and the most amount of food for the amount of money I was willing to spend. Got it. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? So I used Cricut's photo and video for both photography and videography for the day and she has some photos on her blog and she's currently editing the video at the moment so that should end up on her blog soon. So that's probably the best way at the moment because a lot of the other photos I have are in private or in like closed groups but uh, yeah that's probably the best way to look at it. Okay, great. And I will get some photos from you to put in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Great. Thank you. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me all the way from Australia today. I really appreciate it. And I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's planning a wishes event or looking at House of Blues. So I appreciate your taking the time. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>